everyone, and welcome back to another Better Not Perfect podcast. I am Dr. Shea Butler, your host and author of Better Not Perfect, From Hot Mess to Life Success. And this is our podcast, and you may notice that we look a little different today. We have um, a special guest in studio with us, and this is... Dr. Odo Butler. Yeah, otherwise known as... Dr. Boo, and um, my husband, my partner for life, and um, I am, you all know me as Dr. Shay, but he knows me as Dr. Bay, and um, yeah, um, thank you for inviting me on your show, Dr. <laughs> Bay, and I'm so appreciative of being here, um, I'm, I'm seriously thinking about like what you're up to, <laughs> and so, no, mm, and he knows you. me, y'all, I'm always up to something, yeah, so, yeah. You know, um, in the book, those of you who have read it know that chapter five and six really talk about our relationship. Um, we delve into our marriage. And um, I've invited him here today because, one, you have heard about me talk about the Power Couple podcast that we started. Um, did we start before COVID or? Yeah, we did start before COVID yeah. because when we were interviewing people from like church and mm -hmm. other places, mm -hmm. um, it was before COVID. It yeah. was before, before yeah. COVID. Yeah. So, you know, one day we were just sitting around in our living room and um, doing what we do. We just talk, you know, we just talk about life. We talk about love. We talk about family. We talk about community. And we said, you know, these conversations are really great and maybe we should share them with not the world. At first, it started out with just our small group and community. We thought we'd just have a Facebook page and invite a few friends to join us because we knew that other couples were having some difficulties or some challenges, and they were asking us specific questions about how we would handle certain situations. So we thought it might be good to just open up our house and, and talk through some issues and some issues that we've had as couples, as, as a family, and just get real open, honest, and authentic. And we tried it, and it worked. <laughs> I, we, I didn't know how many people listened to it. I know. Um, I was sh we were shocked by that. Mm -hmm. And we were shocked by the people who came on and mm -hmm. spoke with us and mm -hmm. some of the insight that you got from different couples and different marriages and how people relationships are. So... Um, Thank you, babe. I mean, it's been interesting. I, I, I um, I'm usually not as open about our thoughts and our feelings, but it's been pretty good. I, I think that it's been beneficial for folks. And, right. and if that's the case, then yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So if you haven't picked up on it by now, if you've read the book, you know I'm very open and very transparent. And um, you know, we were just sitting home in our living room and we literally used our iPhones yeah. and just started to record. And we met, you know, someone who's a, a friend of the family who said, hey, I can edit yeah. those for you. And yeah. um, and we did it and we just put it out there in the ethos. And the response was amazing. Uh, I tell you, people wanted more. They mm -hmm. said, when's the next episode? But what we did when we started was we didn't know mm -hmm. how well it would be received and then how much people would want more of it so we had to really um take a step back for a little while because covid came 
and we did a few through COVID. We interviewed other couples and um, it was really successful. Yeah. So we've been asked to bring it back. Yeah. So the reason that Dr. <laughs> <laughs> the Dr. Boo here is on the show with me today is to really talk about chapter five. And um, we're also going to talk about chapter six in the next episode. But today it's all about chapter five and it's our origin story, you know, and I think in hearing it and hearing us talk about it together in the way that we did when the cameras were off on the Power Couple podcast, because the cameras were off, it was an audio podcast. Um, we just kind of kicked back and we, we just talked about and laughed about and just had a good time. So we wanted to share a little bit about that with you and also just share with you um, our origin story because it's important to the book and to the story. So I don't know, man. You ready to dig right into this? Yeah, I mean, context, right? Like, we've been married for what? Oh, man, you going to catch me up with that? <laughs> usually, it's, usually it's the dude. Yeah, yeah, usually yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. dude. Seventeen, 17 years. years. Okay, good. I got it right. Seventeen years. Yep. <laughs> yes. See, time flies when you're having fun. And it has flown by. Mm -hmm. Indeed. <laughs> and it's, and it's, Indeed. It's been it's been pretty quick, and it's been a great ride. And so, I guess I mean, how do you want to how do you want to talk about the origin story? How do you want to um, get into this? Because I mean, you're you're an awesome storyteller. And so as far as getting into the details of how we met or getting into the details of how we um, grew as a family or we grew together as a family, um, it's probably important because um, I think a lot of times for people, when they talk about relationships, when they talk about marriage, when they talk about coming together, bringing two people together, um, people want to look for this perfect thing. And there's no such thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's about the right person for yourself. It's about being able to love people um, beyond all the other stuff and, and being able to trust that someone won't hurt you and that you won't hurt them. And so I guess as we delve into mm -hmm. it, into the story, because mm -hmm. I don't want to get all preachy, um, you know, what do you want to start? Like how we met? <laughs> well, how we met is funny. But, well, you know what the audience knows um, those who read the book know that, you know, I was really coming through a period of life where there was this dark period um, and I had just broke through and I was in this place of healing, of um, just trying to find myself. Um, I was on this journey of what we talk about on the podcast, learning myself so that I could love myself, so that I could be myself unapologetically. So that's where I was when we met. Where were you, do you think, stage of life, frame of life, when well, we met? Well, first of all, I was like 60 pounds lighter. <laughs> and, um, but when, Still fine, though. Can I just say? I just I, need to stop. I appreciate it. Okay, well, you're in love. You're that's in love. True. That's true. <laughs> so, that's true. But when mm -hmm. we um, when we met, um, I was just getting out of the military, mm -hmm. and I had gone through a traumatic experience of, like mo a lot of young people, gone through college, it didn't work out, mm -hmm. um, gone to um, you know worked for you know some dead end jobs, ended up going into the military, and somewhere in the military, I kind of found my focus, mm -hmm. and um, 
I've been blessed. That experience was a blessing for me because I would not have chosen it if not for the tough times that led to me doing it, but I'm so glad I did it. And, um, in doing it, I, I met, you know, a lot of great people. I got a chance to travel the world and it gave me an opportunity to see what I could do. It, it showed me that I could do certain things if I really put my focus into it, something I didn't know about myself. And so when we met, um, I was like, nah, like I, um, I saw you, I thought you were beautiful. Um, but I was like, I'm not going back to the fleet for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, hey, listen, I'm not gonna mess mm. around and lose my focus mm. and, um, be back swapping decks in the middle of the, um, straight to Harmoose or something. So I, I knew that, um, <laughs> I knew that I wanted to be focused mm -hmm. and, um, the way God worked it out mm -hmm. is that he, he put us in a position to connect. Um, now, I got to stop you there because I think God did it with a little help from me. <laughs> okay. Because the reality is, y'all, when he first saw me, he did not see me. He looked right through me. He was standing in conversation with someone that we both knew and they were engaged in conversation. I'm standing there. And this man does not introduce himself. He does not look at me. He does not acknowledge my presence. And I thought, how rude. It's called military discipline. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I, but I thought the two of you were together at the time. At so first, I was with a guy and yeah, he thought that we were together. I thought you were together. and um, But we weren't. You, you weren't. It was my friend yeah. and supervisor at the time. And we were on our way to a meeting. Yeah. And you all recalled one another from your first time. This all happened on yeah. a college campus where I worked and where Dr. Boo over here returned back to school to finish his degree. Yeah. So I saw you. And like I said, I was like, listen, you're not going to. Hi. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Keep it moving. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you extended your hand, you know, to being the person that you are. You introduced yourself. You wasn't waiting for an introduction. You were like, hi, mm -hmm. my name is mm -hmm. Shay Brown. Mm -hmm. And that it, was the next day I did. So that whole experience yeah. uh, played out in the campus center. Yeah. where we first uh, did not meet. And then I happened to see you the next day and I tell yeah. the funny story in the book. So you have to buy the book if you want to hear the funny story about how I smoothly gave him my business card and how he followed up um, like- Cause I wasn't smooth. I was just <laughs> direct like, <laughs> there was no smooth. <laughs> but, but really, that's what attracted me to him. The fact that um, he brought no game. There were no games yeah. at all. You know, it was about authenticity. And as a person who was just coming off a really rough time in life, who was really all about finding out who I was and what I wanted for myself and my future, it was it was a relief to to meet someone who showed up authentically as who they were. And, um, and you know, from the very beginning, there, there was no games. You know what? Um, and I, I never, I didn't think about it until you just said that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've heard you say that before, mm -hmm. but you know, that's probably key to the early starts of a relationship 
There's no games. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that if you can start off a a committed relationship with someone without lies mm -hmm. <laughs> or games or or well, just not being who you really yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Because the the reality was, there were times in my life in my younger years when I liked games. Games yeah. were fun, yeah. and if I could outgame you or you outgame me, um, but that was a that was like back in chapter one. A hot mess yeah. um, when I was a hot mess. But by the time chapter five came along, by the time I had gone through that that phase and stage of life, I was looking for someone who was just real. And to be able to show up as who you really are is so important because if a person doesn't like you for who you really are, then that's not the person for you. So it just cuts time right you know yeah, so you don't yeah. you get to a, fa a phase in life where you just don't want any more games and yeah i really appreciated that about you you saw something you liked when you realized it was available and i wasn't with the guy that you yeah. met me with mm -hmm. you saw something you liked and you said i'm gonna call her and i'm gonna ask her out and i saw something i liked so you know when i did see him the next day after that we did the day after we didn't meet I stepped up and um, introduced myself. Mm -hmm. And when he made the call, uh, it literally was the same day. And I responded in the same day because we were just, we showed real interest in each other. Yeah. And, you know, and then we were off to the races, you know? Um, so let's talk about the relationship though. Like in the early days, I yeah. mean, like, you know, I, you know, you, we, we went out had a great night. You were like a red-blooded sailor. <laughs> I, I mean, what I will say is this too, mm -hmm. before we, we talk about all that, mm -hmm. I will say that, um, you know, I thank God that I knocked you up. <laughs> Wait a so, minute, you just jumped like way ahead and, to chapter six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, but, and the but reason why ahead. I say that, yeah. the reason why I say that is this, mm -hmm. is that, um, you don't know a lot of times when God brings a blessing into your life. You may not go about it the right way, mm -hmm. um, but I think that sometimes, because you know, I would not have been able to conceptualize um, our relationship, who you are, what our family has grown into at that space, mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. So I can't say that you know, I had this strategy or I had these thoughts or any of those things, I can honestly say that it, a lot of it was a blessing and luck and, and, mm -hmm. and, and me being blessed in ways that I don't deserve. Mm -hmm. But can you please explain to the audience that you did not knock me up on the first date? No. Because I, I just said you were a red-blooded sailor and you just no, went I, right to knocking me up. No, I did not oh. knock her up on the first date. And she... Uh, oh, a better way to say is make me with child. No, I did not. No. <laughs> I did not make her with child. And actually, uh, uh, she shut me down on the first date. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and I had no concept of that at the time. I'm like, hey, I like you. What's up? And but you were well, like, the concept was, what? and we talked about this. Yeah, yeah. What was the M word that I gave you that uh, you pondered on? And oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so oh my gosh. So um, she she said when we first we dated, I thought this was the most courageous thing she said. She said. 
I need to know that you're monogamous. <laughs> this is a monogamous relationship. And I was like, wow, like I had to think about that for a second. Like no one had ever said that to me <laughs> and just boldly said, like, listen, we are together, no one else. Right. And I, well, but I said that after a couple dates yeah. when I realized I like this guy, yeah. you know, and we had already explored enough to know that we were attracted to each other. Yeah. But before we'd actually had an intimate moment, moment or before we actually had sex. Yeah. We yeah. actually yeah. Um, were dating. Yeah. And when things started to feel like they might get serious or things were headed in that direction, I said, man, you know, I got to have this conversation. I, I've got to have a conversation with this dude because I really like him. And if we do go further, I need to know that we're on the same page about, you know, monogamy, you know, being, you know, I'm with you and you're with me. And to have that conversation before sex. Which is, is it makes sense. Mm -hmm. It makes perfect sense. But so many people don't do it. Right. And so I I thought I was I was taken back by that. But it was it's true. I mean that's what you're supposed to do. It mm -hmm. makes sense. It avoids so many issues that can mm -hmm. come up in a, a a relationship. And it makes a person clearly think about what their intentions are in a in a committed relationship, yeah. at least from a male's man's perspective. Well, you know, and I know why a lot of women don't do it. You know, so sisters, hear me out. If this if this falls in or sounds familiar to you, but a lot of times we won't have that conversation because we fear that we'll run the guy off. Mm -hmm. um, but it's been my experience and the experience that I know with women that I've either mentored and known through the years that if a guy is into you and he really is on that same page where he really wants to be with you, you having that conversation is not going to scare him off. Um, it will make him think, you know, it will make him ponder and wonder, you know, maybe, you know, okay, I'm feeling her, but am I feeling her that much? And so sometimes we're afraid to broach the subject because we think that, you know, in essence, we might be rejected and the person might go. But in truth is, the truth is, is that we, that's something we want to know and should and need to know um, before we give ourselves. Broach the subject. I mean, it, it makes sense to bring it up. I, I think that you don't want to leave that ambiguity out there in a relationship with someone. It can be tough, but I think that it's important for men and women, really, nowadays, um, to say that if you're about being in an exclusive relationship with someone, that is clear that this is a monogamous relationship, that you are committed to each other for so many reasons. And if the person isn't committed to that, it'll hurt. But it's better to get the hurt on the front end than the back end. And so, I mean, you don't, if anything of value that you're putting out there, you don't want someone to play with it, right? And I know this is a simple thing, but if you're selling a car, you don't want a random people showing up to take your car for a test drive and, you know, kicking the tires if they have no intention of buying it. If you're selling a home, you don't want random people, you know, tracking through your home 
if they're not really intending on buying it, if they have no capacity to buy it. So if a person doesn't have the capacity to love you in the way that you need to or the willingness to do it, then it's better to learn on the front end than to wait until, mm -hmm. until you know, you're at closing and this person, um, um, <laughs> you know, I like to say, um, what's my term that I use when I, when, I, when I say it doesn't work out the way? That you get betrayed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, yeah, you don't yeah. want to be betrayed at the mm. moment of truth. Right. And so it's better to put, it doesn't mean that bad things can't happen or that you could, a good person, it could be, you know, could work out for you later with this person. But um, it's better to be, because, I mean, if there's a better person out there for you, how can you get to that person if you're wasting your time being with someone? who's not committed to you. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. it, and if you're not looking for commitment, then you need to be clear about that as well. You know, and, right. and cause commitment is a two way streak, right? It's, right. you know, you have to be willing to make the changes in your life as well as that person. Right, right. Don't throw out the M word ladies monogamy unless you're willing to also enter into a monogamous relationship. Yeah. But I brought it up in the book because um, I have spoken to women who, um, when I give keynotes or, or workshops and, you know, young women particularly who, who want to know, you know, how do I, you know, meet Mr. Forever, you know, like, and, you know, initially it's so funny because I would be at these women empowerment leadership summits and doing workshops and you know with young women women under you know in their 20s and, and 30s and you know I'm thinking they're going to ask me about you know how did I launch my career or how do I get a how did I get a mentor you know what the sponsorship looks like look like um, and so they read my bio and a lot of times you know the questions are how do you manage it all? How did you meet your husband? How did you find a good man? Where did you go? What, I mean, those are the questions. I think women um, are, are who are driven and ambitious and professional, who want to go on that professional track or um, want to launch a career. Uh, I think a lot of times women know how to find mentors to do that. Uh, but what I think also is the case is that a lot of times we don't have a lot of conversations about the personal side of that dating, marriage, um, relationships, and partnership with our careers and our career tracks. So that's one of the reasons why I felt it was so important to write this book and to sort of be helpful to women as, as a guide as you seek to grow your career or your chosen profession and you seek to manage your friendships and you seek to be a value in your community and all the things that you want to do to lead, you haven't neglected the personal side, the love side of your life. And the fact that there are so many questions when I'm out on the road um, from women said, this is important enough for me to put this in the book, share our story. And our story goes into much more detail in the book, but I really wanted you to have some takeaways uh, for today. And that takeaway is one, enter into any relationship the same way you would enter into any job, knowing what you want and knowing what you bring. That is very important. So when you're 
available and you are at a place and space where you may be open to love and you're on this journey of better, that you are becoming more self-aware, but you're also becoming more aware of the things that you want in life. And then secondly, bring your authentic self to those relationships, to those conversations. Who you really, who you are, who you really are matters so much when you are in those early stages of a relationship that you're hoping will be a forever love relationship. So be authentic. Um, you know, that doesn't mean sit down on a date and run through your credit score and, and you know, you stole something and when you were 13 out of the Walmart. No, <laughs> but show up who you really are, you know, as who you really are. And then thirdly, you know, be open, be open. Because I think a lot of times, you know, what I've learned is that we're so afraid of um, things not working out, um, that we become this self-fulfilling prophecy. We're so afraid that the person may not accept who we are, may not embrace who we are, may not love who we are, may not find us wifey material, that we self-sabotage. And I think we have to also be cognizant of that. So be aware, be authentic, be open. And so your homework for the week, ladies, is just that. If you're single and you're looking, think about this journey that you've been on for self-awareness, self-improvement, and start thinking really beyond the physical attributes. What do you want? enemy beyond he's got to be six four he's got to make this amount of money or have this job or these benefits or okay but beyond that internally what do you see does he make you laugh is he a man of integrity is he going to be someone who's about that monogamous life too so you're clear that when you meet him you know what you want and while there may be some flexibility on some things you want to know your priorities and you want to know these are the things that are must haves and these are the things that I can live without. So maybe he doesn't make me laugh. Maybe he's really intense, but you know what? He's passionate about what he's passionate about. So I can forego humor. Um, but then there may be some women who say, I can't forego humor. You know, humor is really important to me, you know? So know that. And I would say too, is that you're not a finished piece and that person that your meeting is not a finished piece. I think that I think that people are constantly growing and you wanna be with someone you can grow together with. And so you're gonna go through changes, you're gonna go through developments. I mean, it's just, people aren't, what I am today is not what I was when me and Shay met. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so there, you know, there's core elements of myself that are still me you know, I'm still goofy or I still do this or I, I laugh or whatever. But um, I didn't have a job when we met. You know, I wasn't in the position that I'm in now. And and I'm not suggesting that that's what drives you. But what I'm, I'm saying is that you have to be able to have the vision to look at the core of who people are as you're engaging them. Because those are the things that matter because um, money comes and go, positions come and go. 
um, you know, houses, vehicles, um, you know, you, a person can lose their health. So, you know, you can get a person that could be a lot of things, but they could lose their health and you could be taking care of them for the rest of your life. So it's really thinking about the core elements of the person um, and the family you're marrying into. That's important. You know, it's really important to know uh, something about where this per this person's origin. It doesn't mean that that's who they are, but it's a part of their, their story. So you have to be open to understanding it and, and, and connecting to it. So I think that um, we as people need to give ourselves a little more grace when we're dealing with each other. Um, and then we have to be able to have that supernatural vision when you're dealing with someone to get past the exterior or to get past our own self selfishness when we are talking to people. Mm. And that is really a great, um, that is really a great place to end it. Um, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to talk like that. But. No, <laughs> but you spoke from your heart and, and your heart is one of the first things that I loved, saw and loved about you. Uh, so now you all know why I'm um, able to still be on this journey towards better because I have a better half over here. Who, um... Ladies, the person you're looking for is around you. You just can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, the your, that's your tip. <laughs> yeah, that's your tip. That person is there. Is this your vision? Just like get making money, mm -hmm. taking care of your health. You don't have to go join the gym to get in help. If you really are committed to building your body up, you can build it at the playground. You can you can make money in different ways. The person, if you're looking, if you're truly committed to trying to build your family, build your future, have the person that's there for you, willing to be with you through thick and thin. Honestly, that person is there. God has provided them. It's just changing your view, mm -hmm. changing your perspective, mm -hmm. and having having enough courage to have your own perspective and having enough discipline to go after it. Mm. Well said. So as you get better you will be able to open up your eyes and see all that lies around you for opportunities, for love, and for life. So thank you for joining us on this episode five of the Better Not Perfect podcast, where you had an opportunity to meet the man that I write about in the book and hear a little bit from us about us, hear about our joint um, podcast the power couple podcast that we will be bringing back soon uh, so be on the lookout you'll find out more information about it but to find out more information about the better not perfect movement please visit www.drshaybutler.com and you will find all my social hashtags all handles everything you need to know about event dates about merchandise, um, certainly about the book, and you get to hear uh, more about how we're going to walk this journey together to get better and free and just live a life of abundance because that's really what this is all about. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for the t-shirt. Oh, you yeah, yeah, you got it. You got to wrap. <laughs> you got to wrap. I will. You know? I will. I will. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. And until next week, we'll see you again. All right. Thank you.